honesty, passion, experience. It's Timberwolves Explosion, hosted on the Paladino Live Network. And now, your host, Paladino Joey. Hello again, Timberwolves fans. Are you ready for the explosion of Timberwolves basketball? I am your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awajan. Timberwolves Explosion is available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, PodMN, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Spotify, of course, Audible, Stitcher, Double Twist. Thank you once and always for joining me yet again today. The Minnesota Timberwolves, well, it's been a few weeks since the last episode, what, since October 28th, so not too long ago, and like I always said, during the cleanup season, it'd be like a rainy days and, you know, rainy days and, and Sundays or weekends or whatever to do the show. It's been six games since the last show, and guess what, folks? <laughs> All losses. Isn't that great? All losses. That's right, all losses. It's gotten to a point with this team and this franchise that, you know, it's one thing to blame the owner. It's one thing for this. It's one thing for that. But regardless of who the owner is, and yes, the owner is a part of everything, when the new owners do take over and when they want to make a decision in this offseason upcoming, whether to keep uh, Sachin Gupta or go in another direction for the new president of basketball of operations or, you know, again, Sachin Gupta becomes president of basketball ops and you hire another uh, VP or whatever, this and that, general manager or people underneath this and that. Whatever the decision is, the new general manager needs to sound like this. Well, that that's kind of the thing. Like, I've got to figure out, like, what what's the issue? You know, why, mm-hmm. why have we been falling short? The teams are good. Um, the guys play hard, but there's something uh, rooted here that is that's not working, and it's not just trading players and you know changing the GM and things like that. It's it's uh, it's, it's something in the in the way that we operate every day. It's something in the culture, and we need to change it. Mm-hmm. That was somebody you may or may not know out there as Timberwolves fans and NBA fans in Australia or wherever, Minnesota Wild General Manager Bill Guerin. And I could say that about every team in this town right now, the Timberwolves, the Vikings, and of course the Minnesota Twins as well. There's something rooted here, and it, it we need to change it. There is something rooted here, and we need to change it. And you know what? It could mean major, major players leaving. Major players, major pieces leaving this franchise. I don't think it's the coach that needs to go. I don't. But they need a general manager slash, you know, well, in this case, president of basketball operations or VP of operations, whoever the leader of basketball is. They need to come out and do that. They need to say it and they need to follow what they say, which is exactly what Bill Guerin did. The two leaders of the Minnesota Wild were Zach Parisi and Ryan Suter. They were good players. The team was making the postseason, but it wasn't working. And it just, and there was a vibe that kept getting more and more stale. And the team just kept getting worse and worse with a daily basis. The attitude around the team kept getting worse and worse. Sometimes certain leadership among the players, not just the general manager, not just the owner. Obviously, the owner is a big piece, and thank God. So he is leaving. 
And that's the whole point. This is the opportunity now to make that change. This is really what this show is going to be about more than just reviewing games and looking at this and that. Of course, we're going to look around at the games a little bit, but, you know, what is there to say? We lost all six of them, and some of them we flat out sucked. Others we did okay and collapsed later on. One of them, just recently last night, it was an epic performance by a guy named Anthony Edwards. A guy I think needs to stay on this team. Everyone else? That's up to the new general manager, as far as I'm concerned. Not a tear's going to drop my eye. I'm telling you, unless it's an absolutely idiotic trade, uh, I'd even trade Carl Anthony Towns from this team. This might be professional suicide as host of the Timberwolves Explosion podcast to tell you I would not be, I would not be completely against trading away Carl Anthony Towns. Or at the end of the day, you know, it is what it is. the good news is there is a good chance that he might end up being willing to be like the Batman to Anthony Edwards Robin. Unfortunately, Anthony Edwards has not earned the Batman status yet because his shooting still isn't that good. And he still, he's, he's been settling from the outside. That's been a big issue. But there's something missing about a guy wearing number 32 right now. And it's been missing for the last couple of years. Sure, he can come out and just go... You know, when people ask him questions about this team and how you felt, have you felt like you've, been, you know, that things are just not right or whatever, this and that? Uh, are you unhappy? You know, he can go ah, 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 all he wants, but you're a part of it, dude. In fact, you're a big part of it. You're the le- you're the leader potentially of the team. You're supposed to be the leader of the team, and you can do that all you want. <laughs> but again, I'm going to keep saying you're a part of it. All of you that worship Kevin Garnett like he was God Almighty, he was a part of it too. He was a part of it too. It may not be Kevin Garnett's fault that Kevin McHale was willing to sign all of Kevin Garnett's buddies to salary cap exceptions that kept adding up and adding up and adding up and adding up, like the Trenton Hassels, the Troy Hudsons. What pissed me off the most about Kevin Garnett's Hall of Fame speech is that's the guys he mentioned in his Hall of Fame speech. Trenton Hassel and Troy Hudson... Are you effing kidding me? Do you really think those are the guys that were like the essential parts of that franchise? Or do you think they were part of the... I almost dropped an F-bomb. They were part of the problem. (laughs) I mean, seriously. Stuff like that drives me nuts. And when people get in front of the stage and do their... Stuff, it's just like, yeah, okay, we get it. You can be dramatic all you want. You know, but you're out there crying like a baby every time you don't get a call your way. You're dropping effing BS bombs every time we lose about calls or this or that. Like, And you know what? It is effing BS that we're losing games, especially when we're collapsing and blowing them. But there's something missing here with you two, buddy. There is. Uh, I don't think it's a good reflection as a leader of a team to behave that way. I just don't think it is. I just don't think it is. For a moment... In some cases, Carl Anthony Towns, when he'd calmed down and looked more mature out there, he was awesome. And that's one of the reasons we beat the Milwaukee Bucks. Yes, they were lacking uh, Mr. Middleton out there, but they still had the Greek freak, and he still had his 38 points, and they came roaring back. Thankfully, the Wolves held on in that one. Unfortunately, that was the last win. Beating the Bucks. That was the season opening show. In that, not season preview, but season opening, like with the first four games of the season. I just miraculously was able to do the show just in time for that one. Because I, uh, I believe I had a Friday off, if I remember correctly. Or was it Saturday afternoon? I think it was Saturday afternoon. Yeah, I didn't have a Friday off. Or in this case, I have time off 
Veterans Day off. How cool is that? Uh, awesome. And I'll reflect on the veterans here in a moment. And I really should. Um, there's something rooted here that is not working. And I'm going to keep saying that. That's the title of this episode. And you can laugh all you want. Yeah, they're the loser wolves. They're going to be, you know, they're going to lose 67 games and win 15. Yeah, you're part of the problem too, fan that just wants to, you know, just wants to pile on that way too. Or the other type of fan that wears the face paint and screams and thinks everything's uh, kumbaya and, and Carl Anthony Towns is God and everyone else is crap. I don't like that either. Just like the Garnett era. I hated it. After, put it this way, I went into the 1999, since there was no 98 that year, being that it was a lockout season, worshipping Kevin Garnett. That was my first of four season tickets, seasons, so to speak, seasons with season tickets. I came out thinking Kevin Garnett's a little bit overrated here. It seems like he's just kind of in front of the camera putting on this or that, you know, putting on some, you know, like he's acting for the camera more than anything else. Did he want to win? Did he have a heart for the game? Yes. Did he play phenomenal defense? Yes. Is he the first ballot Hall of Famer? Yes. Was something missing? Yes. For those of you with good ears, I hope hope you heard that. Because I'm just going to leave it right there. There's there's something missing from Carl Anthony Towns. Obviously, his defense is up and down. When he does focus defensively, he's fantastic. When he doesn't, which is more often than not, it's annoying. When he's whining and bitching about every little foul call in the world or non-foul call, uh, non-foul call, it's annoying too. I appreciate his efficiency and his excellence when he plays at the top of his game. He is a top 10 player in the NBA. Second team at the very least. Maybe maybe first team. I'm not ready to crown him that just yet, but it's possible. If he asserted himself enough, him being Carl Anthony Towns, sure, first team All-NBA, if he did. Anthony Edwards, stop settling for effing threes. <laughs> stop settling for threes, for the love of God. Ah, That gets old too. When the guy drives to the basket, and I understand you can't drive to the basket endlessly because guess what? They're going to clog the middle and you might get injured eventually. You might actually get hurt. You will run out of gas. Believe me, this is from somebody that drove to the basket religiously as a player. And I got freaking tired after a while. I kept playing. But that was my Zach Parisi side. I got a little selfish. That's like Zach Parisi. Where I kept playing despite the fact I was tired and I probably hurt the team doing that. Luckily, it wasn't like I was getting paid or anything, but still, <laughs> still shouldn't, yeah, you shouldn't be hurting the team by forcing stuff. So there's that side of it as well. But just settling for threes, that's kind of crappy too. Um, at least get better at them, for the love of God. That would help as well in a big way. Uh, it's crazy to think Anthony Edwards is actually the leading scorer of the Timberwolves right now, averaging about 26 points a game. Uh, it does happen when you're only 10 games into the season. The efficiency numbers, Carl Anthony Towns has him whooped. There's no question about that. So the efficiency, you know, 48.2% from the floor, 47.1% from downtown, and averaging almost the same amount of three points attempted. Well, actually, three less. Anthony Edwards is averaging 10 three attempts a game, and he's shooting 34.3%. That's not that good either. Now, again... I'm not meaning to turn my guns and my cannons and my missiles towards Carl Anthony Towns and my Uzis and, and silencers. Well, it was silencers on them. Yeah, I'm, not, I'm just imitating Garnett there. Sorry. Um, I'm just making fun of it. That was when he went into Game 7. That was Kevin Garnett's defining moment as a Timberwolf. It was his best game of all time. Sacramento, Minnesota, Game 7. Second round, 2004. Get back to where I need to be. I'm not 
necessarily coming up here and bashing Carl Anthony Towns into the ground, but at the same time, if he can't apply himself a little better, then I think trading him isn't sacrilegious. I don't think he should be tarred and feathered for bringing up the thought. I don't. I got freaking pissed off when he wasn't rebounding the ball earlier in the year. Uh, things have averaged out a little bit. He's up to about 10 a game. Um, Nas Reed is driving me nuts. 3.4 a game. I love Nas Reed, but he needs to rebound better for somebody his size. That's driving me nuts as well. There's one player that's driven me more nuts than anyone, and it's not Malik Beasley, even though he's stinking so far this year as well. We'll get back to him shortly. Oh, we're coming back. D'Angelo Russell. You know, I talked about in the season preview, I was listening to the the opening part of it just the other day, just to kind of maybe get a feel going forward here. I'm not just listening to it because I love the sound of my voice and my ego needs to be fed of how great I am because I know I'm not great. Maybe I'm okay. I hope you like the show. Thank you for listening, those of you that do. God bless every one of you. I told D'Angelo Russell, I apologize for calling him a wimp last year and everything else in the book when he kept doing that stupid load management. When he had a knee issue, he had like uh, loose particles in his knee and he needed the arthroscopic surgery and it took X amount of time and he wasn't that kind of guy when he came back. He was better. He's the same bullcrap now again. It's the same bullcrap. I mean, come on, man. He's still playing. He's playing with the same nonchalant. I'll shoot the ball now. What the hell? Ah, I'll shoot whenever I feel like I got the green light. Eh, I don't give a crap. I, I don't see it, man. I don't see it. I don't see $30 million in this son of a blank. 38.8%. It's just the stats alone. But then you actually watch him play. And it's like, eh, okay, oh, that was a nice crisp shot. And he, he missed that one. And he missed that one. And he just he's just kind of cherry-picking. He's just kind of hanging out and cherry-picking. It's funny. It was, yeah, yeah, and a 3 by percentage, 38.8. Or 33.8, pardon me. That's terrific. That's garbage, man. For a guy you're depending on to actually be good at that. And this modern NBA, you know, you want him to be like the Steph Curry type. Not Steph Curry's level of three-point shooting. We all know he's the greatest three-point shooter since that God created. Yeah, we know. I'm sick of hearing about it. Uh, but, again, 33.8? Come on, dude. And your defense sucks too, by the way. Occasionally, he'll play defense when it's the end of the game. And he's locked in and he's ready. He's going to make the big clutch stop because he's Mr. Clutch. He's Mr. Captain Clutch. Yeah, sure he is. Sure he is. Yeah, like one of the shots he made to ice a game, it must have hit the rim and the backward about four times. And he's like, oh, okay, all right, all right, all right, man, that went in. That's not clutch. <laughs> that's a that's just a friendly roll, brah, brah. Yeah, I, I don't even like to talk that way, but yeah, that's a friendly roll. Malik, Malik, Malik Beasley. Come on, buddy. I don't know what's going on with him either. The guy is gone. He's gone. He can't make a shot anymore. I know it sucks coming off the bench, but usually some guys, like a really good six man, is actually sharper coming off the bench where you don't have as many defensive responsibilities necessarily as a full-time starter might have. D'Angelo bleeping Russell. God almighty. It's almost like both of those guys should be coming off the bench, doesn't it? Because their defense is so meh. And then, But now they can't even shoot either can't even shoot. 33.7 and he's 32% from downtown, which is three-point range, just in case you need me to clarify that. I'm not trying to be a jerk, just in case you do need me to clarify that, because now everybody has everything. All, all these other millennial terms that I don't know. Whatever the heck, like PIMS and hockey. Penalty minutes. PIMS? PIMS? Really? How about just penalty minutes? It's not that hard. 
Jotorian prince is a prince. I won't say it. I'll probably offend like every any any females that might be listening, but he's not been good. He's uh, he's he's Torian uh, Paul Popper right now. Torian Popper. There we go. Now I won't offend any ladies. Um, Torian Popper, as in the prince and the popper. Yeah, twenty three percent from the floor. Twenty three percent from the floor. It sucks. Oh, God, it sucks. I mean, that's not even like on the same planet of some people. <laughs> okay, 16.7 from downtown. That's great. Thanks. Uh, Jordan McLaughlin, 28. And, you know, half of his are like layups and stuff. Jordan McLaughlin doesn't really shoot that much. He's driving to the basket occasionally. Jalen Noel, Mr. Sharpshooter, 22.2. Jake the Snake, layman. Old, the, the old rattler himself. He's rattling the ball off the rim. 33.3%. I'm not, again, I'm not trying to be a jerk. It's a, but these numbers suck. It's scary. It's sad. There's just a few guys that have decent numbers. Uh, Anthony Edwards, 43%. That's not good enough. It needs to be better. It needs to be like 45, 46, 47. It's not good enough for a guy with his athleticism to get to the basket and get a high percentage plays. He missed three layups against Golden State. You know the game where he scored 48 points, career high? He missed three layups. He did. Okay, yeah, I still a stud, though. 48 points. Thank you very much. And he takes away the passing lane. That's awesome. Awesome. Okay, but let's just name a few. Let's just name the few players that are above 40% on the roster. Anthony Edwards, 43. Carl Anthony Towns, 48.2. Nazi Nas Reed, the... Patty Bev, okay, Pat Beverly, 45.1. Jarrett Van, Jared Vanderbilt, 48.8. Congratulations, you're the winner. And chicken dinner, unless you want to count McKinley Wright, who made one shot. One. Other than that, Mrs. Lincoln, how was the play? (laughs) Jaden McDaniels, 37.5. You know, I love Jaden McDaniels to death. He is, he is, you know, some nights he comes out with his four blocks, his multiple steals, and a few, and 11 rebounds. But generally speaking, uh, boy, his, his offensive game, it feels like it's taken a step back to me. I mean, it, it does, 25%. 25. Uh, Joshy Josh, 30. I gotta stop. 30, I've, I don't know if I have too much caffeine or what's going on, but 34.8. I'm not too surprised, but, you know, Joshy Josh should at least be, like, about 43. You know, it kind of it kind of sucks, but it's at least kind of okay. You know what I mean? Anthony Edwards should be the one that's higher up, like 45, 47. I'm not expecting 48, 50%. <sighs> of course, Michael Jordan was, like, 55 when he was Michael Jordan, you know, like, in the late 80s when he was, like, averaging, like, insane, like, 37 points a game. That was fun. That was fun. That's when he used to fly. Everything looked easy to the guy. All of you that want to say the mid-range shot is boring and it sucks, well, if you can make it, I don't give a crap. If you make the shot, keep making it. As long as it's not the only shot you take. Taking 953s and making six of them (laughs) ain't going to get it done as far as I'm concerned. It's just not. Uh, We're 21st in the league. We're making exactly one out of three. Three, three, three. Ooh. Watch out. Don't don't wake up at 333 in the morning. 333 in the morning. If you do, it's kind of scary. I have a few times... Yeah, it's, 
yeah, let's just leave that where that is. Obviously, no, thank you, Lord, I didn't see anything, but oof -da. that's a scary time. Just watch Amnesville Horror. Ooh, no. <laughs> yeah, it's been horrifying, though. Uh, again, the 93-91 loss to the Denver Nuggets. The Wolves are in it the whole game and didn't win. And it was frustrating. And Jokic is getting a little testy lately. What, did he almost kill, like, uh, what was it, Markeith Morris? Cross-checked him. Looked like a hockey game. Nobody was scoring jack in this game except Malik Beasley. It was it was his revenge game, just like Andrew Wiggins against Minnesota and against Cleveland. Ooh, how dare you trade me, you sons of bitches. And then he scores like 14, 12, 12 to 14 points the rest of the season. <laughs> uh, good for you. Good for you, Andrew. Happy for you. <sighs> yeah, well, we lost by two to Denver. You know, it, it seems like that's usually our Denver games, isn't it? You know, it's somewhere in the 90s and we lose by two or we win by two. And then we got our asses handed to us by Orlando, which I tweeted out. You'll hear about that on Twitter with uh, Tanae Brown from New Zealand. I think Vince may have responded. It's like, all right, Wolves are playing well. We're hanging in there. And then you get to the fourth quarter. We're up by a, we're up by X amount of points at this stage. I think we'd be up by, if you do the math, up by six. Okay. Yep, we're up by six going into the fourth quarter. And I'm thinking, okay, it's not great. You know, I mean, we should be up by like 10 or something, but... Cole Anthony's pretty good, and uh, let's just say he was a free agent. Could it be happening all over again for me in fantasy basketball? Could it be happening all over again? Another magical couple of pickups that take me to a championship season. Oh, wouldn't that be cool? I mean, Cole Anthony was a free agent, and I got him, and man, and I didn't have to give up much. I gave up like, uh, I think it was like $2, you know, on the little bid thing in Yahoo Sports. That was, uh, that felt good. Yeah, and just what, seeing what he's done since then felt really damn good. Unfortunately, this game, it felt like crap, but at least it was good for fantasy. I forget if, I think I think he was on the team by then. Man, 31 points. He, he threw in a block, two steals, eight assists, and nine rebounds. Look at the rebounding by, oh my God. Look at the rebounding by Orlando compared to Minnesota. Okay, Carl had 26. I'm looking in the wrong column here. Apologize to Carl there. He had 16 boards. Thank you, Carl. That's the probably a season high for him because nobody's been rebounding. I mean, Nas Reed, two rebounds. Come on, man. Two? There was a couple games where he'd get about 25 to 30 minutes and he'd get three rebounds. Get, get a little closer to the basket, Nas. You're not crippled. You know, put your butt on somebody. Position and read the ball off the rim, as they say. You know, that's the thing. I, I, I bet a lot of these guys were kind of nurtured growing up and had people rebound the ball for them when they're shooting. You know what you guys need to do? Go to a gym or go outside, shoot the ball by yourself. You'll read the ball off the rim real quickly, especially if there's no fence on the court because you're going to want to get that ball. How do you think I became a damn good rebounder at somebody who was only six foot tall? <laughs> because I could read the ball off the rim. I knew exactly where to go. The ball's bouncing off. I don't get it. It falls in the swamp or something. Because yeah, there's a certain area where it would get kind of swampy. <laughs> it's kind of scary stuff. So certain guys need to get better at rebounding. And this team is struggling in that department, except for Jared Vanderbilt and Towns has been pretty good generally. McDaniels is all over the place. I don't know what he's doing half the time. He's going to get himself cut for my fantasy team, by the way, because it's not producing. To be simple, to be plain and simple, I'm sure he cares so much. Let's get to where I need to be. I'm just delaying the inevitable here. The fourth quarter. The fourth quarter. Wolves up by six. Final score. Orlando 115 to 97. Wait, wait, what? What? 
Huh? We lost by 18 points. What? What the hell? Fourth quarter, 43 to 19 in favor of the of the Orlando Magic. That is some bleep. What happened, guys? Defensive breakdowns, lazy, just lazy play, cherry picking, everything you can name. It was something rooted in the culture that is not working. Something's rooted in the culture, man. You see stuff like that. It's the same where the people would say, same old Timberwolves. And then the face paint Wolves fan base would get offended, saying, oh, look at this. Now people are saying, same old Timberwolves. Why don't you just get off the bandwagon because there's not going to be any room for you. Yeah, screw you. There's plenty of room in that bandwagon, you son of a, you know. Shut up, you idiot. It, 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 people posting that in Facebook messages need to shut up. You don't know what you're talking about. You're just a, you're just a face paint wearing whatever the heck you are. You're, you're crazy. Cut it out. Just Just shut up. It's not about same old wolves, we suck, blah, blah, blah. Yeah, sure, you get tired of that kind of bullcrap conversation where they're not even a fan anyway. They never were on the bandwagon, you moron. Most of them. In my case, it is, I'm still here, still sitting here. Not close to you, I hope. (laughs) If you're going to, like, bite my ear off or something like that. I'm the person sitting here (laughs) saying... This is the same garbage we've been seeing. Where it's just lackadaisical. Oh, well, well they, oh, they they wanted it more. Oh, man, boy, they, they hustle, man. These guys are talented. Man, this is why you play the game. Uh-huh, that's why you play the game, and they're talented, and they're all NBA players. They're all NBA. It's an NBA game, NBA team. Yeah, it is. But you should, you should beat them, though. Especially when you're a little bit better, I got to think. But, well, props to... Cole Anthony and uh, Wendell Carter getting 14 rebounds, I guess, and Mo Bamba with his four blocks and 10 rebounds. But at the end of the day, giving props to guys is annoying after a while when maybe you should have been the team that won. This drives me nuts. That's the part of the, the culture that uh, is just crap. It's not working. The two the Clipper games were really bad, especially the second one. I, I, I'm going to be here all day if I keep going over all of them. It's already been almost a half hour in the first segment. Wow. But it was not good, obviously. It was super disappointing. It's just like, I don't know. And people were saying, oh, the Clippers were awesome. No, they're not awesome. The Clippers are not awesome. They're, they, they're missing, what's his name? Uh, <laughs> what's his name? They're missing uh, Kawhi Leonard. I think he might be the second or third best player in the league. He's first team all NBA, as far as I'm concerned. When they won the second of the two games, both of them, the Clippers got to 500 and dropped the Wolves below 500. Oh, well, two games below 500. These were crappy games. Crappy. The Wolves were out playing the Clippers badly throughout the first half, and then the third quarter happened, and so did the fourth. 28-15, to 29-12. It's just the same old crap where the effort level just seems to vanish, and they just kind of get bored, and they just say, Ah, oh, F this. We're going to lose again. Bullshit. It sucks. Yeah. You know, that's all you ever see. Guys like Reggie Jackson and Paul George were kind of toying with us in both cases. Memphis Grizzlies, another one. Wolves were winning most of the way. Most of the way. Especially the third quarter, 38-23. to That was fun. That was a great feeling. And then we had already lost the game. Carl Anthony Towns, it's a super clutch shot to force us into OT. And then Memphis Grizzlies, the team I actually picked to win their division, which might think make people think I'm crazy. Um, they just said, yeah, thanks for tying the game up, but uh, you don't have any momentum. We're going to push you right the heck out of here. And they did. 
And it was just, well, a wise of John Moran with four, uh, 33, D'Angelo with 30. D'Angelo was good early and didn't do a whole lot after that. That's just classic D'Angelo. He's, he is really reminding me of Terrell Brandon. Just a younger, maybe more spry version where he'd have great first quarters and then it would just kind of gradually drop off until there wasn't a whole lot more to say. Jared Culver didn't get to have a whole lot of revenge in this one. He's, in fact, he's played in two games so far and is averaging three and a half. All right, Jarrett. Jarrett versus Jared. So we'll keep moving along. Again, I, this is not a game-by-game game episode this time around because there's too many games. Just uh, being honest with you. Golden State was a fun game for the most part, mostly because Anthony Edwards went off and it was cool, but it felt like the whole game we weren't going to win, especially during the second quarter. Third, we had a little bit of hope. We felt a little bit of something, and Anthony Edwards got hotter than you know what. And what about 48 points? It was a lot of fun, but there's something rooted in the culture that uh, is not working. And a guy named Andrew Wiggins, who is part of that poor culture, yet is uh, yet had one of his best games ever. 35 points against Minnesota, a couple of acrobatic dunks. Three, point, uh, 3 out of 6 from downtown, 14 of 19 overall. About as efficient as you will ever see from Andrew Wiggins. His numbers generally are about the same as they ever were in Minnesota. Of course, his last year here, he was averaging 22.4. To be fair, he was actually having an okay year, but his field goal percentage was mediocre at best. It was kind of the same old crap you're seeing in Golden State. Three-pair percentage is slightly better than it was here. It was year after year after year, Andrew Wiggins from 2017 all the way up to when he was traded, right around 33% from downtown. That That's not good enough. It's not good enough, buddy. For a field goal percentage, about 43. So... Just being honest with you on that one. Yeah, since he's been to Golden State, that one major statistic that is much better is 47-plus from the floor. 47-plus. His three-point percentage is better, too. Averaging about 36.5, if you do, if you put in the math. Probably 37-ish, 36.5-ish um, during the time he's been in Golden State. But that's partially because he's also attempting less shots in both cases. Here he was just jacking up crappy mid-range uh, shots that weren't angled well at all. They weren't timed well. They weren't angled well. They were just poor shots. Uh, he's aver- he was averaging 8.4 shots a game in his final season in Minnesota was Andrew Wiggins. In Golden State, he's averaging about 6.5. So, uh, what is this? Those are field goals made, pardon me. He's uh, He was averaging, <laughs> I am so sorry. He was averaging, I'm going to say, essentially around 17-ish as a wolf. And in Golden State, he's been averaging around uh, a little over, a little under 15 shots a game in Golden State. So, obviously more efficient. He's not forcing up shots as much as he was in Minnesota. He's taking higher percentage shots, which is what Chris Finch has been preaching since the day he got here. So, hopefully that continues to head in the direction for the Wolves. Anthony Edwards could use a little dose of that medicine. Uh, other than that, though, he's obviously a better player than Andrew Wiggins. A much better first overall pick in the draft a good six years later. With that said, the Lone Wolf Award for this episode, it's going to be shared by Anthony Edwards and Carl Anthony Towns. It should Actually, I'm going to give it to Anthony Edwards, even though he had some not-so-good games, but 48-point performance and the grittiness in that one. It's going to go to Anthony Edwards, generally speaking. Carl Anthony Towns obviously deserves recognition for it. I'm sure he's going to sleep at night. Not, I mean, knowing he didn't get a Lone Wolf Award from Tim Rule's explosion if he ever gave a crap about this show or ever heard of it. Um, the Johnny Flynn Memorial. Oh, it could be all over the place. I, I'm just tired of D'Angelo Russell's meh, you know, attitude out there. 
yeah, he'll have 30 sometimes. He'll have 18 sometimes. He's averaging 17. He's not good enough for me at that price. And even if he was making, I mean, he should be making 15 or less. Seriously. He's not good enough for me. He's just another mediocre player at the end of the day. Culture needs to change. The culture needs to change, and that could mean uprooting a number of people. He would be the first to go, as far as I'm concerned. Carl would eventually go, unless there was a, unless there was a uh, better fit to go with him. But um, and Carl might demand a, uh, a trade anyway. We'll see how that goes. Hopefully Anthony doesn't. Anthony Edwards, that is. With that, we'll take a quick break, and we will preview four games Four or five, depending on how I feel. <laughs> At the end of the day, I don't think I, I don't think we need to do five, depending on how the weather may go in the next few days. Trade Carl Anthony Towns? Have you taken leave of your senses? And we are back here on Timberwolves Explosion, segment number two. Let's preview some games. And I don't even know if I mentioned at the beginning of the show because I was so ready to do that segment. And you can tell I needed to get some stuff off my chest. Let me tell you. Oh, boy. It could have been much worse if this was an E show, like explicit. It could have been pretty intense. Not that it wasn't. Um, but sometimes you don't have to curse your head off just to get your point across. Obviously, I'm doing the show today because, uh, thankfully, well, thankfully, in terms of the show, it, it was too wet out to do uh, fall cleanups today, and and I had Boston Scientific off. It was a great combination. I was able to do Brave the Wild and this show today. Might be working tomorrow, might not, uh, when it comes to outside. Got both days off from Boston. Pretty cool. Uh, so it definitely helped free up some time to do some podcasting and you can caught up with the shows and I could get this off my chest. Uh, we'll see if, you know, there's a chance, obviously, rainy days and all that until I can get back to regular Friday programming. I was thinking about, yeah, it'd be kind of cool. Why Brave the Wild on Thursday and Tim Rules on Friday already? You know, even though it's not, you know, even though I'm not done with the cleanups yet, it just happened that way. I didn't want to take the chance and not record uh, today on the on Thursday because... What if I'm busy tomorrow? Oh, crap. You know, <laughs> then I can't do it. And no way am I not doing it with the way things are going. Vicket application really quick. Apologize for me babbling, but wanted to explain what's going on. There's a Viglet application for Apple and Google, or excuse me, Android uh, phones and devices and all that. Social media for sports winners. You can post about your picks and see what others are saying about games. Viget Betting Leagues, a month-long betting competition to see who the best sports better is over the course of a month. Free-to-play sportsbook, bet-free coins, win real prizes. Betting stats. There is great information available on the Viget Like Line movement where the public is betting. It is not real money wagering. It is like fantasy betting. So it would be a lot of fun to get on here. Uh, get on the Viget. V-I-G-I-T is two, two separate words. Download it and refer Paladino Live. When they ask who referred you, Paladino Live, all one word. That will be in the show description. I'll have another thing to talk about after next segment. Figuring uh, if those of you might be interested in crypto trading, which I think is worth it. Obviously, it's not going to, it shouldn't hurt you any. Unless you, you know, I mean, obviously the world is what it is. Nothing's perfect. Let's get to the four games. Los Angeles Lakers, Los Angeles Clippers, Phoenix Coyotes. No, Phoenix Suns. I'm just kidding. Sacramento Kings. Maybe the Spurs. I don't know. I think I'll do four because there's only so many previews you should be able to, you should do on a, on a show. It might actually bore you guys out there. I don't know. Uh, the Los Angeles Lakers. That would be Vinrock, Vince Germano's team. 
Kalen Woods, Stu Benson, all you guys out of Australia, mate, in Staples Center. It's the staple of the NBA, and, well, at least they have a winning record. And, well, luckily, the Wolves, knock on wood, have no injuries at the moment. Watch me screw that up right away. LeBron James is an abdominal strain. Abdominal, little, little, abdominal strain. <laughs> As of November the 4th, here we go again. That's all I got to say about that. Minnesota 21st in points, Los Angeles 3rd. Rebounds 27th for the Wolves, 8th for the Los Angeles Lakers. Field goal percentage 28th to 5th. Lakers are dominating everything except free throw percentage. Yes, 14 to 27. Wolves win. Assists, Lakers have 7. Wolves 12th. Uh, yep, so we're both good in assists. Turnovers, we both suck. 28 Wolves, 29th Lakers. So we're actually a little bit better there. 0.1 less turnovers a game. Way to go, Minnesota. Assisted turnover ratio, we suck. 26 Wolves, 24th Lakers. Block shots, Wolves 6, that's cool. And Lakers 3rd, and we're actually winning in the steals category. 4th in the league. Andrew Wiggins and Jalen Jaden McDaniels are doing good there. Jalen Blazer, Charlotte, I believe, and the Lakers are ninth there. We'll play the Lakers 4 times, as per tradition. November 12th, that would be Manana. Okay, that would be tomorrow in this case, uh, depending on when you're listening. Friday, December 17th, January 2nd. Ooh. December 17th in Minnesota. Tomorrow night or Friday night, whatever, in Los Angeles. Uh, January 2nd in Los Angeles and in Target Center on March the 16th. The Lakers have won three out of their last five. So good for them. They beat Houston like anybody else does. In the 119 to 117, they lose to Oklahoma City. And Vince Germano went on Twitter and said, losing to Oklahoma City, I, I don't know what to say anymore. I mean, he was he was beside himself. I And I don't blame him. Oklahoma City's not good. They're not good. They're starting over. Portland, 105-90 loss. It's in, it's in Rose Garden or whatever they call it now, but they but they lost by 15. Oof. Charlotte Hornets, woohoo, you beat them by three. Miami Heat, who are kind of crazy, you beat them by three. So at least, you're, at least you had a winning record there. The Lakers would be the seventh seed playing the Jazz in the first round, which means the Lakers would probably win that series. They're actually only a game and a half behind Utah. So it's nothing like, oh my God, the Lakers are so far behind, they'll never catch anyone. They could catch Golden State easily. They're only three and a half behind. So, but don't be don't be building up that gap because it's going to be a problem. I hate the Warriors so much. And to see that 10-1 and one record up there at the top of the West, let me tell you, I am, I am just seething looking at that right now. Ooh, makes me angry like you wouldn't believe. Lakers, well... I don't know. LeBron James, is he ever going to, I don't know, is he going to be healthy anymore? Because when he is, he's the highest IQ player in the NBA by a mile. Uh, Carmelo Anthony, I don't know why. I mean, it's nice numbers. He's putting up 17 points a game, but that's probably in the absence of LeBron. In fact, it is now lately. Uh, Seiko Demboya, kind of a cool pickup. Only played in one game so far. Malik Monk, remember him? Averaging 8.7. Avery Bradley is okay, but nothing that great at this point. DeAndre Jordan, it sucks how old he is. DeAndre Jordan and Dwight Howard, Rajon Rondo, man, look at those names. Gosh, why don't you bring back uh, Mitch Richmond and Gary Payton and Sean Kemp and, uh, you know, just, just you know, and then uh, uh, Chris, no, Chris Smith, I'm just kidding, Christian Leitner and uh, Alonzo Mourning, too, while you're at it, you know. Yep, right now, currently, at their current age. Why don't you just bring those guys back, too? 
Yeah, that is a that is a who that's an all star team right there. <laughs> I'm just teasing, but oh, it's 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 just kind of weird. I don't know. That's a lot of personalities in the same room. Let me tell you, that is a lot. At Los Angeles Lakers, Anthony Davis, averaging 23.9. Good for him. He stayed healthy. He's averaging a lot of he's averaging everything you'd expect. About two blocks, 11 and a half boards, 24 points. Russell Westbrook is not far under his triple-double numbers. Points are obviously down, and they should be in, in this case. But what's the field goal percentage for Russell Westbrook? Is it is it is it way up there in the upper 40s? Nah, 41.6. Not as bad as D'Angelo Russell, but he ain't that much better. Obviously, he's a better player, but he ain't averaging much better in the field goal percentage. Three-point percentage, 28%. What more can I say about that? Russell Westbrook doesn't do it, man. He doesn't do it for me. Sorry. I'm going to keep saying it till the cows come home. He doesn't do it for me. Doesn't. Um, somehow, Carmelo Anthony's averaging 50% from long range, from downtown. That's impressive. Wolves need to beat this club. I don't think we will. I think the Lakers end up winning the game. We need to win, but I don't think we will. It's going to be a final score of one. It's not going to be that high scoring. 117 to 110. Lakers win by 7. We'll move on quickly before I babble myself to death and bore all of you as well. Oh, Clippers. Ugh, I don't know. Are we going to ever beat these basket cases? Is this in uh, Clipper land or is it in... Yeah, we're staying at Staples Center. Son of a biscuit. How long is this losing streak going to be? Clippers are now 6-4 and four on the season. Kawhi Leonard, of course, as of the... Uh, it was June 16th, 2020, not 2021. Uh, ACL. No, that was last year. That was last year. What's wrong with me? That was last year, which even tells you 2021, which tells you yeah, he's out for the year again because the NBA, they don't come back. Clippers are pretty mid-range in almost everything except three-point percentage. They're ninth. Uh, block shots, they're 27th. We, we're crushing them there, but, well, and we both average, we're both fourth in the league in steals, right in the middle with assists. I don't want to go every, every number. Maybe assist to turnover is real good. Clippers move the ball well and good for them. They beat us in Target Center twice. Now we got to play the Clippers twice in L.A. November 13th and Jan the 3rd. Clippers have won five in a row, and we've lost all five, which means something's got to give, and the Wolves might actually win this game. Maybe. I'm not counting on it, especially in Staples Center, though. I'm not. Um, Paul George is averaging almost 27 points a game. Reggie Jackson is averaging 17.6. Yes, field goal percentage still sucks, like it always has. Uh, Nicholas Batum, a guy who I've just never liked, he's having a great season. I'm going to be fair. He is doing a good job. I, I was never a big fan. I always thought he was overrated ever since he was like, I'm on the plane to Portland. Like, yep, they matched the, the offer that the Wolves made to Nicholas Batum, Nicholas Batum, and it pissed me off. And he was like, in your face, Minnesota, I'm going back to Portland. You know, screw you, dude. Which was, he was just using us as leverage. For it, but uh, also I thought he was overrated because it was right after that he wasn't as good. Um, almost at 46.5% from three-point range. For some freaking reason, he's shooting 43% from the free throw line. I don't know what's going on there, but he hasn't attempted even one. He's only attempting less than one a game, but 53% from the floor. And Nicholas Batum is actually fantasy material right now, which is pretty impressive. Zubak is a pain in the ass to deal with. He's a tough rebounding son of a gun. Uh, it's an overall tough team that just kind of, they work as a team nicely, despite the fact that they're probably not going to have Kawhi Leonard all season. I'm here, coffee's gotten in seven games, and it's been a cup of coffee so far, for lack of a better term. Uh, 
I want to pick a win here. I really, 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 really want to pick a win. I really do. I don't think they're going to win. I don't think the Wolves are going to win. That would be, what, eight in a row now? I see one win on the horizon. Maybe two. Maybe the back-to-back -back with Sacramento and San Antonio. That's probably where the losing streak ends, is in there. I don't see the Wolves being the Clippers. I don't. Uh, just, they make their shots. They get the job done. They move the ball so well. And I was not impressed one bit in both games the Wolves played against the Clippers. I was not impressed. Clippers win. 120 to 110. Clippers win by 10 points. Sorry, I'm just being honest, okay? I'm, I'm sorry. Phoenix Suns, maybe the Wolves turn in a beauty like we did last year when both players scored 40 points, Carl and Anthony, 41 and 42. That was awesome. Not sure that's going to happen. Phoenix is the defending Western Conference champion. They almost won it all, but they didn't. Only three times we play these guys. November 15th, Jan 28th, November 15th in Target Center, Jan 28th in Phoenix, and then Target Center again on March 23rd. The Suns have won all five games, so they're playing great. They beat New Orleans by 12. They beat Houston by 12. <laughs> they beat Atlanta by, by by 4. Atlanta's not having a good start. They beat Sacto only by 5, but it was a road game. And the Suns beat the Blazers by 10. They consistently beat guys by 10 points, at least lately. Again, middling numbers. Their assists, though, third in the league. Points, fifth in the league. Field goal percentage, number one, which spells a loss for me right there. That's enough for me right there. Um, first in the league in field goal percentage. They have 7% more than the Wolves. 48 to 41. That's brutal. Uh, I think the Wolves lose their ninth game in a row. I I really don't want this to happen. I, I really don't. I You don't know how much that sucks saying that. I, I, I don't know. I mean, until I have reason to see otherwise, I think we lose our ninth game in a row, but it will end. Obviously, it will end. I just think the Wolves go three, uh, one and three this week. DeAndre Aiden has a right leg contusion as of November the 2nd. So we'll see what happens with that. But I think the Suns win at the end of the day. Could, could it be another spectacular night by Anthony Edwards who leads the Wolves to a win? Maybe 35 points. I do think Anthony Edwards does get over 30. And I think Carl gets over 30. I think it'll be a very, 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 very fun game. But the Suns win 128 to 125. Carl and Anthony Edwards get to 30. Anthony Edwards eclipses 35 points in this game, in my humble opinion. Sacramento Kings come to target center. They're 5-7 and seven right now. We'll see what happens later. Tyrese Halliburton with a back issue as of November the 8th. Yep, just trying to move along here. Devin Booker's averaging 22. Chris Paul, nothing too big, but almost 11 assists. Yep, obviously, so they get the job done there. Harrison Barnes has emerged nicely after all these years. He was used to be on the Warriors. Do you remember that? It seems like ancient history now. Raquan Holmes, if he can stay healthy. Rashawn Holmes, part of me, averaging 11 rebounds and 14 points. Absolutely love the guy. Just a tough, tough son of a gun. Harrison Barnes is getting it done about 43%. He's averaging 50% from the floor, 49 to be fair. But he healed. Three-point percentage is way down to 39. Field goal percentage, 41. That might be why Vince Germano was like, nah. Yep, that's why he told me that the other day about uh, Buddy Heald coming to the Lakers in a possible trade. He's just, nah. He has underachieved big time the last couple of years. There was a time he was looked on as one of the best shooters in the league. Now, not. <laughs> not. <laughs> they are five, two and three in their last five games are the Sacramento Kings, losing three in a row recently. 
Went 12 to 99 over New Orleans' victory. Charlotte, they scored 140 points. 140 to 110 did the Sacramento Kings versus Charlotte. Wow. Then they lose to Indy, 94-91. They lose to Phoenix, 109-104. And got slaughtered by the Spurs in San Antonio, 136-117. to Mano Ginobili, Tim Duncan, all them went back to work again? Maybe. Wolves win, Wolves win. Sacramento has done it many times for us when we've had a nasty losing streaks. And what, at one point, I forget how many, was it 13 losses in a row or something, and we finally ended it during the Ryan Saunders era. That might have been last season. Or was it, I know, Gorgie Zheng was still on the Wolves at the time. Uh, he was starting at center in place of Carl Anthony Towns. Uh, and the Wolves ended up winning that game by like, a, well, like, by like the skin of our teeth. It was pathetic. Both teams shot terribly. I think the Wolves win the basketball game, though. Final score along the likes of... Boy, they actually averaged some points, so we're going to bring it up a little bit. Let's go with 118-110. Minnesota wins by 8 over the Sacramento Kings. Leading scorer is going to be Carl Anthony Towns with 35-16. and 16. He's going to have a big one. Big, big night. The Wolves end the losing streak and for sure. Maybe we end it versus Phoenix with the two guys doing great, but I think for sure the Wolves' losing streak will end versus Phoenix or the Sacramento Kings. I'll pick Sacramento with that. So we go 1-3 and three in the next uh, in this upcoming week, and we'll go from there. I think the Wolves could also beat Sac uh, San Antonio in the next game, but we'll see. Somehow the Washington Wizards are in first place with an 8-3 record in Eastern Conference, tied with the Bulls. I was I was pretty excited when I looked at that Bills roster coming into the season, and they're do they're doing the, they're doing a good job so far. With that, we'll take a break, return for fan interaction, and wrap this sucker up. Back here on Tim Rules Explosion, segment number three, fan interaction. Wrap this boy up. First of all, I'm going to recommend Crypto. It's a Crypto.com application. It is for Apple or Android devices. Crypto.com. Highly recommend this thing if you want to trade cryptocurrencies. I'll put a link in the show description. Whereas, if it shows I referred you, both of us get 25 bucks. Both of us get 25 bucks. That would help the show quite a bit. Uh, in a big way. Obviously, the more cryptocurrency I can get together, or just the cash itself, it'll help the show. Believe me, it will. And if you want to help the show that way and, and help yourself, you get 25 bucks yourself and can trade some cryptocurrency. Yep, I, I recommend like Shiba Inu. That's one. Uh, the ticker for that is SHIB. Uh, there's Dogecoin out there. That one I'm kind of so-so on. D-O-G-E, but it's up to you. Bitcoin's obviously the big one. Everybody knows about. You do not have to buy the entire coin to uh, buy Bitcoin. To, to, to buy Bitcoin, you can buy very small fractions of a coin as well. So don't worry. You don't have to spend sixty-three grand or whatever to buy a Bitcoin. You don't have to do that. You could buy a tiny, tiny amount, twenty-five bucks worth if you want to do. Seriously, even less. But I think twenty. Well, there's there's minimums on everything. But I'm sure some of them, yeah, but I mean, I've invested less than 10 bucks sometimes in certain ones in, uh, you know, different sessions. And and uh, it's a 30-day period where there's no fee at all. And then after that, say you put in like a little amount and stuff, it's like tiny fees, like less than a dollar most of the time until it gets up to like a big amount of money. It's a very, very small percentage. So highly recommended. 
Uh, you don't want to click on the link, though, that I put in the show description, so it'll mention I referred you, and both of us get 25 bucks. Whereas if you just join by yourself, you get nothing. So, you, you know, uh, but that would be great. Please uh, refer refer me on that one, and we'll both uh, come out ahead. That would be great. It would help the show a lot. At TWolvesEX, at TWolvesEX is the Twitter account. want to thank Tanae Brown out of New Zealand. Levi Brown out of New Zealand, and Vince Germano out of Australia for retweeting the most recent episode, 312, Beating the Bucks. Thank you guys so much. Um, here we go. Random Hoops, that is uh, Reese Padretti, also out of Brisbane, Australia. He said, this one's for you, Joey. I think I already, yeah, I already mentioned this one. Pat Durham. And somehow I knew Pat Durham, even though he played like 50 games ever for the Wolves, and that's it. I, I remember him. He was kind of good. He was kind of a tough son of a gun, and he was the number 30 before Terry Porter, and I, I miraculously somehow was dead on on the correct year. I, I, isn't that crazy? 94-95 before Terry Porter suited up with uh, Kevin with a rookie named Kevin Garnett, and then, of course, another veteran, Sam Mitchell, 95-96. Terry Porter came as a free agent. Pat Durham, I liked him. He was a good, tough slasher to the hoop, uh, kind of a tough small forward, big muscles, I was a fan. What is going on here? Okay, I see. I gotta back up now to go back where I was. Before uh, let's see. So, oh yes, and uh, Chase, thank you, Chase, for your interest in the show. Hope you like it so far. He uh, was at Minnesota, Colorado, and Minnesota. So he's been to, lived in Colorado, and he's back home in Minnesota. Says he's also a follower of Jesus. I like that very much. I agree with you there, one hundred percent. Nice to meet you, Chase. Big shout out to you. Uh, yep, yep, he's in Minnesota. So he lived, he was from Minnesota, moved to Colorado, moved back. That's what his little uh, description says there, where his arrow is moving to new places. Nice to meet you, Chase. Uh, he was talking to me about, yep, he, he had looked up the, si the site, or basically the uh, feed is more like it, on Spotify, and he wasn't seeing the episode, but it eventually came up, and that's awesome. Thank you. Nice to meet you, Chase. Hope to hear from you more and more. Uh, interact with the show if you could. Would love to hear from you. Uh, some comments about the wolves and such. And <laughs> what is this black space? Uh, Sebastian Varden. It it was trying to say like a needed um, immediate assistance or something, and it magically stopped right on ass. Need immediate ass. <laughs> That's kind of funny. Um, <laughs> from the Target Center there. Need immediate ass. Wow. Look at you. What are you trying to make this an R-rated show? Yep, uh, Levi Brown. I had tweeted out the uh, image of the fourth quarter and took a circle and wrote WTF. But I couldn't believe it. Levi Brown responded with absolutely pathetic fourth quarter. It was. Tene Brown says, Seems like everyone has the green light. I swear Vando has even been shooting them. I'm all for efficient ones, but we'd be a lot better having Cat at the rim and Edwards attacking the rim first. Amen. See, that's what I've been preaching nonstop on this show. Glad we see things exactly the same there. I was uh, I was saying I'm not a huge three-point every second guy, but dang, things have changed. There was a season opener way back in good old... This was... Yep, yeah, uh, Stefan Marbury's first game ever. Yep, Dominique Wilkins, the Spurs, when he was on the Spurs. Vernon Maxwell, Charles Smith. Remember those guys? Corey Alexander. I think Corey Alexander played with the Wolves for a minute. Backup point guard. Uh, three of eight from downtown. The Wolves were three of eight from downtown. The Wolves. You know, nowadays that's an average for like a, a D'Angelo Russell or something. You know, th think about that. James Hollywood Robinson, he was the guy that shot a lot of threes, supposedly. Two of four. 
James, Hollywood Robinson, Terry Porter hit the 1-3 he attempted. Just think about that. It's crazy. It's wild, isn't it? It's kind of cool in a way. It's funny looking back that far. Stefan Marbury attempted only 1-3. <laughs> wow. Nowadays, he probably would attempt like 70. And yeah, I was saying how, man, things have changed too much. And yeah, that was uh, today's response. Seems like everyone's got the green light, even Vando. He, he wants those guys to attack the rim. You know, Cat and uh, Edwards attack the rim. I agree with that 100%. What was I talking about now? Okay, all things Wolves tweeted out. Unpopular opinion. The Lakers should have gone with Buddy, Buddy, uh, the Buddy Heald trade instead of trading for uh, Russell Westbrook. I guess it depends on who they were trading for, I suppose. Because, I mean, you can't just say that Buddy would be bad. Rookie OTY, it's a terrible take. But I don't think he was responding to me. No, he's just responding in general. I don't think it's a terrible take. Vince Germano says, nah. But I'm guessing it was a, uh, it depends on what kind of trade it was. I was saying great hustle by Torian Prince. Uh, generally, he's been terrible, but it was a good game. Uh, and the uh, the jersey, the new city jerseys are really good. I didn't even mention this. I was saying great hustle by Torian Prince. And then Vince Germano said, I've always liked this kid. Then I came, and I didn't even mention this earlier because I was really focusing on the players more. I was saying, I really do like the city jerseys. My only complaint is why... Why have a different shade of blue in the back? The front is much better. Yeah, I, I don't care about the... Uh, I don't care about the... The navy blue as much as I like the actual... It's kind of like a bright, dark, royal blue. It's a very intense royal blue. The Wolf City jerseys in the front, and you got the uh, the old font back in the, uh, the Mar Garnet Marbury up to, you know, 2004 or whatever, whenever it was. I think it was the Kevin Love era. Yeah, that's when things changed. They had that font with the blue. And, uh, yeah, blue, please, not the black ones. Uh, it, looked, it looked really good. Uh, it was a really cool idea. I think they did a good job. They brought the trees back as well during most of the Garnett era. Levi Brown said, I missed the game. It sounds like it's not worth watching a replay. It was a pretty crappy game. No doubt about it. This was wearing one of those Clipper games. It was so frustrating. Mm. What happened? What happened? Oh, okay, no, no I, 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 somebody responded to it, didn't they? I was okay. Well, there's a couple tweets here. Nobody responded. They just clicked like. That's why. I was saying you've got to be kidding me, Timberwolves fans. All black, uh, the all black jerseys were voted number one all time. Remember the all black jerseys the Wolves had? And I was saying, come on, you know, why would the all black jerseys be voted number one all time? They wouldn't even be on the ballot as far as I'm concerned. We're not the San Antonio Spurs. Blue, 1989 all the way. And my second choice would be the blue ones in the, uh, you know, that Garnett era, so to speak. Uh, the blue ones would be number two. We're not the Spurs. I want to be blue. When I think Timberwolves, I think blue. I don't think black. I don't think lime green either. The, the lime green is better than black, I think. It's just still. Um, the Prince ones, that just had its whole different identity. It's okay. They're, they're, they're pretty cool. I think the current city jerseys are the best they've had so far. The Prince, maybe number two, just for the fact they're unique. The gray ones were adequate. They weren't that great, but they were okay uh, at best. Um, kind of a silverish gray. The, these blue ones are pretty good, though. I like them a lot. Again, just why have the why have the navy blue shade in the back? That's pointless. No, no, no. Oh, yeah, and the shorts also have the original Wolves logo. How long to the moon? I was responding back to Vince Germano. He did not respond in return. I think he liked it, though, supposedly. 
Can't tell, but I think he did. Must have been him. Yes. I was responding about um, Russell Westbrook. I was saying I've just never liked the guy. He's Allen Iverson's twin. The guy never won shit because he was selfish. Yeah. Both of them went to the NBA Finals, but they lost. So, And I was also saying Paul George pushes off almost every time he drives to the basket. No response, Captain. Well, it is what it is. If you don't want to respond, that hurt my feelings, but that's life. With that said, I've gotten in the Vigit app. I've gotten in the cryptocurrency app, uh, crypto.com. Please check both of those out. It really help. It, you know, if you want to help the show, please do that. It would definitely help. Uh, final thing, if you'd like to get on, final couple things, if you'd like to get on the show with your voice, you can do that anytime you want. Just open your, uh, open any uh, smart device on the planet. Free voice recording applications are everywhere. They're probably built-in ones on every, there have to be, especially like Samsung or Apple, but every phone has them. You just, and you can download one too. Open it. Press record. Read it like a phone call. Hit stop. Share it or email it to paladinolive at yahoo.com. Paladinolive at yahoo.com. I will then, uh, again, put it in the fan and direction segment. It'll lead things off. Comment about the wolves. Positive, negative, you agree, you disagree, you know, rant, whatever it is, rant, rave, whatever it is. It'd be great to hear from you. Great to hear from you. I love when Denny has done it. Vince has done it. Uh, I think Wayne, no, I don't know if Wayne did. I forget if Stu had a short one one time, but I'd love to hear from any and any of you. Trish, Trish Posterino did a while back. Would love to hear from you again. Even just saying hello, Joey, something like that. It's it's better than nothing, believe me. Final thing, please write a positive rating, uh, or please, please put a positive rating for Timberwolves Explosion on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, or Audible. Any one of those uh, applications uh, have reviews or ha- have the capability of doing reviews. I would really appreciate it if you could do that five-star rating and tell us what you like, even what you'd like to see improved. It would be great to hear from you. You can, uh, would, again, would love to hear from you with the voice and all that as well, the audio submission, as I call it. With that said, hopefully things continue in the right direction and more than likely, at the very latest, this the next show will be released on Black Friday. That's a tradition. Brave the Wild on Thanksgiving, Timberwolves Explosion on Black Friday. That's when it's Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Friday, Thursday, Friday, Friday, all the way up till April and beyond, depending on how the postseason goes for either club. Because the Wolves could still make the postseason. Yes, they could. If they get their asses in gear, maybe they could. That would be great. Wild should be a playoff team. We'll see. With that said, wishing all of you a happy Thanksgiving. <laughs> if uh, I'm not back before that day, Uh, Those of you that would celebrate uh, the American Thanksgiving and anything you might celebrate in Australia, wishing you the best there as well. Hoping, uh, again, the Wolves can start showing signs of improvement and at the same time, let's start changing the culture here permanently.